My name is August McLaughlin, and I've been contemplating girl boners for years. It's time for Girl Boner Radio with August McLaughlin, a spicy blend of personal stories, in-depth reporting, and inspiration. Girl Boner is where good girls go for sexual empowerment. Listen in as August McLaughlin, award-winning health and sexuality writer, explores female sexual pleasure like no one else. She's the big sister slash girlfriend you've always wanted, and she loves to talk sex. Only on Global Voice Broadcasting. Oh, Steve Harvey, you are a funny, charismatic guy. In addition to being a celebrated comedian, you run this mentoring camp for men in Detroit, a population who probably really needs it, and seem to use your celebrity spotlight to do work you believe is helpful for both genders. But telling women to wait 90 days before giving men a sexual benefits package? No offense, but that's plain stupid. It could also cause and promote some pretty major harm. Hello, my beautiful listeners. You are chimed in to Girl Boner Radio, where good girls go for sexual empowerment. And I'm your host, August McLaughlin. I have to say, today's topic, in case you hadn't noticed, gets me heated. And not in this sexy, I have a raging girl boner type way. Last fall, I saw the comedian turned author slash romance advisor slash talk show host, Steve Harvey, discuss his 90-day rule with Ellen DeGeneres. I took a gander at his book afterwards called Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man, What Men Really Think About Love, Relationships, Intimacy, and Commitment. You've probably heard of it. It's a New York Times bestseller. I also shared my thoughts um, arguing against this rule on my blog. And that post has turned out to be one of my most popular in in igniting all kinds of conversations and remarks throughout social media. About 99.9% of those have been very positive uh, supporting my view, I think that perhaps there was one that was kind of on the fence. One female reader sent me this tweet. She said, thank you for helping me understand why the 90-day rule made me feel so crappy. Another tweeted me, exactly, I don't understand how his ideas are so popular, probably because he's famous. She may have a point. Here's a quote from his book, uh, again called, think like a man, I'm sorry, act like a lady, think like a man. He writes, ask any guy if sex is important in a relationship, and the one who says no is lying. I just haven't met that guy yet. When you meet him, let's get him into the Smithsonian. He's that special and rare. Special and rare? Really? Uh, If that guy isn't lying, there's either something really wrong with him, or he's part of the 1% of the population who is asexual. And guess what? Sex is very important to women, too. Before I delve into the problems that I see with Harvey's rule, I thought I would play a clip for you guys. This is from the Ellen DeGeneres show that I saw last fall, where he's uh, talking to Ellen about his book and specifically the 90-day rule. Our next guest is a comedian, a radio show host, and now the New York Times bestselling author of Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man, right here. Please welcome the hilarious Steve Harvey. sharp always yeah. good to see you 
Yes, it's the, it's the new look. I like it. Yeah, it's driving them crazy. I yeah. like it. <laughs> My well, wife will encourage me to do that, actually. Yeah, your wife. Last time you were here, you were divorced, and you said that you were going to find a girlfriend, and now yeah. it, you're married. You jumped right to the marriage part. Yeah, got right to it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, it, Look her. how beautiful. That's yeah, great. She's gorgeous. I love her. What's her name? Marjorie. Marjorie. Yeah. She, um, she was very convincing, you know. She's kind of reason that, that, that I came up with the idea for the book. You know, because I was, when I got a divorce, I said, I'm just going, you know, kick it. Yeah, I'm sure. Get me a string of them and just run it. Uh -huh. That's what I was going to do. Right. And uh, she came to visit in New York one, one night, and I woke up to go to the bathroom about 2 o'clock in the morning because that's my time. Right. And uh, she was in the hallway with a fur coat on, bags packed, everything. I said, hey, what's going, what's going on? She said, I'm going home. She said, what I want for my life and my children is this. If you don't want that, I'm really cool with that. But you go do you. I'm going back to Memphis. I still love you. But when you decide that you want to come over here in the same space that I'm in, until that, I'm, I'm, I'll see you later. I said, okay, this is crazy. Um, <laughs> This is the finest woman I've ever had in my life, and I'm going to blow it and let her go home. So she had set these standards and these requirements, mm -hmm. and I'm a guy. Mm -hmm. I, if you want a woman, you're going to meet the standards and requirements. So uh -huh. six months later, we were, uh, I was proposing, and a year later, I was married, and I'm cool with it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, pretty slick. How long have you all been together before? Well, see... I actually dated her 20 years ago. Oh, so you knew her? Yeah, I knew her, and I was an idiot 20 years ago. Uh -huh. I'm, I'm not that much smarter now, but um, <laughs> I was, like, really stupid back then. Uh -huh. So I dated, I dated her 20 years ago. She went off and got married. I got married. She had some kids. I had more kids. And uh, when, I, when I got a divorce, I was in a casino gambling, and my buddy called her girlfriend, and they were talking. And I said, so how's Marjorie doing? I said, can I talk to her? And she got on the phone about an hour later. And I said, how you doing? She said, well, I've been divorced for three years now. I, oh, okay, cool. So I got on the jet and flew to Memphis the next day. And so then you get this idea to write a book that, of course, uh, it's number one on the New York Times bestseller. <laughs> and it's serious. Yeah, it's a serious it's book. It's a serious book. People think yeah. they're going to buy this book and, and they're going to be mad at you going, but except they're going to get a lot of good advice because you're, you're really telling people uh, what, what women should be thinking about, right? What, well, I, see, well, I'm not a relationship expert. Mm -hmm. I'm an expert on manhood. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know men. Yeah. I've been getting to this point for 52 years. Mm -hmm. My father's whole goal was to get me here. So I know men. All my friends play ball. They're actors. They drive <laughs> trucks. They're insurance salesmen. I went to college with them. I grew up with them. I know how men think. And what women just do not know is how men think. Y'all keep talking to each other about men. And you just keep swapping stupid information. Yeah. And you really do. And you, I mean, you know... You need to ask a guy mm -hmm. what's really going on. And so I decided instead of writing some crazy book about some clinical study, you know, Dr. Phil type stuff, because you're not going to marry Dr. Phil anyway. <laughs> I mean, I'm not knocking. Don't, I no, know, he's you a great guy. He's a nice guy, but yeah. you don't want him as your husband, no. though. You know, so. I mean, you're going to marry a regular guy. So you need real information, how guys really think on a whole lot of subjects. And so I 
talked to these friends over the years and I put all this information together. And I really do share with women the, the real thought process of a man. It's, it's really an intriguing look into a, a and you know, have And you have a 90-day rule for, for, you think women should have a 90-day rule? Look. Which I think this is fascinating. Here's the deal. I used to work at Ford Motor Company, right? They have a probation period of 90 days. You have to stay on this job for 90 days because they're going to check you out. They're going to see if you work well with others, if, if, you're, if you're on time, if you're going to do what you're going to say you're going to do. And then after 90 days, they give you this benefit package. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you can go get your eyes checked. You can go get your teeth fixed. You can take your kids down there and get them some medical attention. I look at women who meet guys and, are, and wind up in an affair, in a relationship with them, physical, in two, three weeks, in two, two, three months, two days, six weeks. What are you doing? Ford Motor Company don't give away benefits for 90 days. <laughs> and, you know, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And you all have the greatest benefit package. You're the reason we wake up in the morning. Because mm -hmm. we want one of you. I go to work because of one of you. If there wasn't yeah. women in this world, I, would, I wouldn't even bathe. Amen, brother. He's a very charming guy, right? You're probably smiling a bit, laughing at certain parts. I know I was. He seems like a fun person to hang out with, for sure. And, you know, some of his comments about this rule might be funny, you know, the comparison to Ford Motor Company, if, if actually it were true. But it's if you dig deeper, you'd see that it's a bit sexist and demeaning. And here are the reasons that I see, uh, six problems that I see with, with the 90-day rule. Number one... It presents sex as something that women give to men. Sweaters, game tickets, cologne, sex toys. <laughs> These are gifts that we might give a partner, right? An object or an experience that brings him or her some delight, some, something that makes their life a little better, that they can get some pleasure from. Maybe you share it with them, but uh, namely it's for them. Uh, sex shouldn't be given. It should be shared and savored, in my opinion, when both parties feel it's the right time. And that may be on day one. That may be on day 100, day 1,000. 1,000 would be stretching it, but you know what I'm saying. It, it's something that we should, you know, come to an agreement on, not kind of withhold and then give. Uh, number two, it encourages game playing. This is really big. I recall playing some games with relationships. I'm sure many of you do. Um, back in middle school, for example, I, I cast this guy. I actually wrote a play just so I could cast this guy I had a crush on into the play. It didn't matter if he had any acting skills. That's kind of gamey, right? <laughs> we all do some things when we're young and naive. Uh, a lot of us will do things where we withhold certain parts of us, you know, parts of ourselves when we're feeling insecure because we're hoping to please this person. We, would, we don't want to show them uh, what we perceive as our flaws. Also, that's you know, not healthy and it's kind of game-like. Hopefully, though, over time we learn better and we build authenticity into our relationships. If we start a relationship out with this sexual checks and balances thing or avoid sex before this three-month mark solely to follow a rule, we set ourselves up for game playing indefinitely. I mean, if it starts that way, why, why wouldn't it just keep going? 
throughout the whole relationship, sex is likely to become the man's reward for particular behavior and withholding sex some kind of punishment. That kind of game playing leaves very little room for authenticity and connectedness, which are essential for strong physical and emotional relationships. We can also then get hung up on scorekeeping and determining who deserves what when, and it just... It doesn't sound romantic to me at all. <laughs> Number three, it treats sex as a currency or service. Whenever we see sex as a benefit a partner earns, much like working your way to health insurance at a new job, as, as Harvey explained there, it sets a damaging standard. It makes sex a man's reward for acting as we want them to. That just is very wrong in my brain. What if we're not Ms. Perfect, and whoever is, right? Should he withhold sex from us? Sexual intimacy enhances our relationships. It brings out the best of us. It draws us closer. If we're withholding it purely because one person isn't perfect, however we define that, it could keep us from, you know, having bumps smooth out. Sex actually can be a really healing thing. That's partly why makeup sex is a good thing. Uh, Harvey also calls women's hugs, kisses, and dressing up payment, by the way. Quiver. Uh, number four. It assumes that men desire sex more than more and sooner than women do. Why do I suddenly feel pressured to wear an apron and cook a pot roast? Men and women are equally sexual. We're sexual creatures, we were born that way, and women are just as deserving of sexual gratification and exploration as men are. Yes, there are definitely gender you know, differences, and gender can affect some of the particulars, but many of these variances have more to do with culture than science. You've heard a lot about that here on Girl Boner, we'll keep talking about those, those factors. We also vary a lot individually, regardless of our gender when it comes to sex. Women who embrace this have healthier sex lives, better body image, stronger self-esteem, much healthier libido, more, more orgasmic sex. Lots of large-scale clinical studies show this. And I understand what Harvey was saying, you know, to have something that's not written by a clinician. I'm not a clinician, but you, you can't discount all of these incredible studies and, and research and these experts who dedicate their lives to social science. And we've come a long way in, in certain regards when it comes to sexuality. And I just feel like his rules backpedal us. You know what I mean? Uh, Harvey does say that once we've passed the 90-day, quote, probation period with our partner, we can give it out like sandwiches at a picnic. Again, funny phrasing, scary thing that you're stating there. It's, it's not like we just hold it up and then we can just give it away, give it away. It's, it's, you know, it's a partner venture. It should be, definitely. Number five, it encourages the myth that women who give it up early are sluts. Now, I've never heard Harvey say this outright, but he's only a tiny few steps away. Here's another little quote from his book. He says, if you're giving sex to a guy who's only been on the job for a week or two, you're making a grave mistake. Think about that. It's problematic in so many ways. He then depicts women who demand that men wait to receive sex as sharp, responsible, and ladylike. In other words, you know, you're a lady if you're prudish, and if you save sex as something you give later, then, you know, you're ladylike. But if you want to have sex within the first week, within the first month, you know, whenever you decide that it's time and, and your, your partner agrees with you, it's that, you know, 
you're slutty if, if, you, if you give it out too soon is what he says. That's really damaging, especially, and Ellen said it too, it's a serious book. It's not like he wrote this book to be funny. It's He really, really thinks he's helping people with these messages. And the fact that so many people are reading it, I, I just, it, it scares me a bit. Uh, number six, it depicts, I'm sorry, it depicts many men as sex-hungry losers. While, quote, real men will wait for sex, he says, he asserts that all guys want and will pursue sex as soon as women are willing to give it. I know for a fact this isn't true. He also deems men unlikely to take a woman seriously if she, quote, gives it up early on. Lots of research and personal experience and lots of reader feedback have proven to me otherwise. Can it be true? Can, you know, men be sex-hungry and... uh, after one thing, sure. But that can also happen with women. I explored this a bit on a blog post I wrote called Sex and the Single Girl. You can find on my website um, that it, it does. It goes both ways. And we can all be, you know, assholes and we can all be respectful people and we can all be wanting casual sex. And as long as, you know, we're open about that, there's nothing wrong with it if we're, we're safe and healthy. I know countless awesome men who respect women regardless of their sexual ideals. I also know many men who desire committed relationships as much, equally, or more as many gals. I'm guessing that many of you women out there can relate to this, too. Harvey also says that men can't love as deeply or as well as women. I so disagree with that. I think it's dangerous to say that, too, because he means it as a compliment. He says, basically, you know, men will never be able to love the way that women do. You know, women are just so amazing at at loving people and loving men, and and they're the ones who are naturally good at it. When you say that, it, it really sets men and women up to expect less from men romantically, intimately. Why would men you know, assume that they could be strong lovers if they're told that they can't be. And women shouldn't see men that way either. I just think it's really unfair. Uh, it's his, his rule does hurt men as well. And it can become a self-fulfilling prophecy. So if you go into a relationship thinking that, you know, as a woman, you're the one who's good at loving and you need to teach your guy or withhold sex to train him, you know, it can, it can really work against you and become something pretty negative. Women, on the other hand, (laughs) Harvey says, will love a man, quote, no matter what, even if her friends say he's no good and he continually slams the door on the relationship. Ugh. You know, again, I think that's supposed to be a compliment to women, you know, but really it makes it sound pretty weak and pathetic. And that's not to say that we haven't all made those kinds of mistakes before. I think we've all stayed with somebody who is not right for us for many different reasons. You know, relationships are really complicated. You can love someone and that's not enough. Uh, It could be hurting you in some way and you just might not be the right fit. And that goes both ways too. I know men and women who both have stayed and tried to fix relationships and and hang on longer than they should have. So those are my six reasons. Um, And I, you know, I really think that Harvey has a right to his opinions. Definitely. Everybody does. I just wish that his insights weren't presented as the truth are so encouraging of a sexist mindset. Harvey says continually, even in that clip, he said that he knows how all men think. I'd argue that Steve Harvey knows how he thinks and maybe some of his friends or at least what his friends have told him. Should men and women respect themselves and one another? Heck yes. He does say that. But he illustrates it in an erroneous way. 
Abiding by a rule that turns sex into a prize men earn from women isn't a healthy or empowering pathway for either gender. Staying true to ourselves, accepting and embracing our bodies and sexuality, and communicating honestly with anyone we decide to have a serious sexual relationship with, that cultivates uh, respect all around. That's what makes for a harmonious relationship, a harmonious life. You know, when our intimate relationships are happy and healthy, it affects the rest of our lives and vice versa. So it's really important that we, you know, value ourselves enough to, to do that. Numerous folks who've agreed with me have pointed out that Harvey's been divorced before, and again, he's, he's been remarried, but they say, you know, he's divorced, so if he had a failed marriage, how can he know anything? I disagree with that point. I actually think that, you know, the fact that he's been divorced is not the problem. I've been divorced. I know that going through a breakup, going through a divorce especially, uh, it's like any difficult relationship issue and di- difficult life experience, hopefully you learn a lot in the process. I know I did. I'm, I've grown so much through breakups, <laughs> um, many of them. But, you know, I, and I'm very, very happily married now. So it's, it's one of those things that I think, you know, you can go through a divorce and still you can learn and you can move on and become a better person and, and gain some insight. I just don't think that Harvey has learned some of the most important lessons about relationships yet, particularly regarding sex. Now, if he's happy with his wife and she sets standards and he's happy with the standards that she set and, and vice versa, I I don't know all the specifics and great for them. If if you're in a relationship and you want to wait you know, to have sex for a bit, that's that's totally, totally fine. And, you know, I never would suggest that somebody have sex before they're ready. But I think it's really important to not set these kinds of rules for ourselves with relationships. So that is my two cents on Steve Harvey's 90-day rule. What's yours? I would love to hear from you. I love, love, love hearing from listeners and readers. To share your thoughts, you can connect with me on my blog, which is augustmclaughlin.wordpress.com. My last name is MC, the word laugh, L-I-N. You can find me on Twitter very easily. Uh, You can use the hashtag girlboner. And you can also find me on the Girl Boner Facebook page, which is also very easy to find on Google or Facebook. Links to these sites are also available on my homepage, which is augustmclaughlin.com. And if you are enjoying Girl Boner Radio, I hope you'll subscribe on iTunes if you haven't and leave us a simple review while you're there. Thank you so much for listening and have a beautiful Girl Boner Embracing Week.